0: Log Talk Radio
1: Two time with Pastor Steph.
2: Oh, uh, we started off the week shaking the Monday morning blues with the due time crew. And uh, we got to talking about the subtle qualities that single men find most attractive in women. Well, We talked about the fact that he loves when a woman is well Groomed Yes You know men I always like to see their ladies all Fixed up and Dolled up and All that good stuff right Absolutely Well What about the fact that She uh She has her own passion Yes she has a passion She has her own you know Individual interests And that's what she chases after. You know, a woman, whatever you like, no, nobody likes that unless he's controlling. And if he's controlling, you don't want that in your life anyway. Okay? All right. Well, what about a woman who's always paying attention to him? Absolutely. No man wants to... uh, have his interest in a woman who doesn't have her interest in him. Okay? All Well, make sure you, you know, pay attention to the fact that these and there are things that men do find um, attractive that are, you know, don't have to be all loud. You know, and, and that was really the 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 point in that particular list, okay, okay, well, I'll uh, switch tip with shante, so I'll switch the switch with shante, be ready for the field, you know the more and more and more you look at you know church houses. The less you see people, yeah, people are really not interested in coming to church on their own anymore. You know, it it really has taken on this, you got to go out in the highways and the byways and make sure, you know, you convince them to come in. They're really not doing that much on their own anymore. So, you know, remember... You know, people try to find their purpose, and, you know, they're trying to find, you know, what did God put me here for? Well, if you have given your life to the Lord, you already have a purpose. Your purpose is to go out and to disciple others. You know, all this talking we do, there is nothing better. Nothing, 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 nothing better for any individual then if you were to talk to them about God. Yes. And unfortunately, that's really not uh you know, one of the top priorities we have in this world. We want to talk about everything else except for God. So come on, come on, come on. Let's get let's get that going. Get out in that field. Get out in that field. Wow. Let's talk about the Tuesday, Church Folk Day rolled around, and remember, we're in our season of My Two Cents, and we are reviewing Kingdom Business Season 2, and last week was Episodes 3 and 4, and we're talking about... Some of the highlight messages, this this was a little different in this particular season. Last season, we didn't hear a lot of messages. But one of our messages, people think we sing gospel. or since we sing gospel, we don't struggle. But sometimes we struggle even more than others. The target is on you, my dear. When you give your life to the Lord, The enemy has a bullseye on you, especially if you are really reckless because there are so many things he's going to use to try to draw you back. So, you know, people think that once you've given your life to the Lord and you're, you know, singing gospel or you're living, you know, in God's way that it's going to be easy. Nope, 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 nope. Not at all. Okay Wow Wow Wednesday Rolled around And we got to talking with our girl Vivian And her socially conscious segment And Vivian talked about The federal agency Will now mandate That all automobiles Prevent speeding 12,000 people lost their lives From speeding last year And you know We really got to put an end to this And since people Don't have the means Of controlling themselves Unfortunately Well they do but they don't Exercise it let's put it like that Then we got to help them We got to help them So you know Manufacturing the cars that Will now force you To uh (laughs) slow down, is the way to go. Okay? All righty. Well, Therapeutic Thursday was the way to go. And, oh, my, 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 ripped from the headlines. And we talked about the man who, uh, wanted <laughs> wanted his wife to help him dress up as a woman for Halloween and got upset at the fact that she wouldn't. Oh, she's unwilling to let me express myself out of the house or help me with the process of looking like a woman. Yes. Ripped from the headlines, for real, you can make this stuff up. So that was only one of the crazy stories that was circulating on the internet last week. Well, freestyle Friday, roll them round. <sighs> And, you know, we got to talking with our men. You know, there's a a young man who is facing many years behind bars for attacking his teacher over a Nintendo Switch. And mom says, please don't put him in jail because it would be equivalent to a Death sentence. Ooh, hear what the man had to say. Should he go to jail for 30 years for attacking the teacher, kicking her in the ribs and doing all of that kind of stuff? Or, you know, should he uh, have another means of punishment? Well, all I can say is go back and listen. Listen and Okay. Last week it was fire here on the Tower Pastor Steph. We had a fantastic week and I want you to enjoy the experience. If you missed any of it, you can always go back and listen. So that's the good part about it. All right. Alrighty. Well, today we are shaking the Monday morning blues. All over again, and it is the fourth of December. Oh my 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 my! We are climbing out of two thousand twenty-three. Where has the year gone? Ooh. Well, giving God thanks that we are still here. We are still standing. And, I mean, God has been exceptionally good to us, right? Right. So, it's about that time to get this party started. We are in a brand new week. So, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time. Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back.
3: Lung cancer research is moving
2: at a rapid pace, and new treatment
1: options are available.
2: Biomarker testing looks for changes in a tumor's DNA, which may influence your treatment options. The American Lung Association has up-to-date resources so you can be your own advocate get started at long.org Good morning and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And we are shaking the Monday morning blues. Yes. It's that time all over again. Well, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. And we're celebrating the fact that we're here. And God has been very, very, very good to us. Right? Right. All right. So, let's get started. Well, you know, our health tip is the first thing we have on a Monday morning. And we're talking about ways, drinking alcohol, just turns your gut all upside down, okay? Now I'm hoping that not many of you are uh, drinking alcohol as we have done so many different uh, stories over the years on this alcohol thing and just bringing information to you about drinking alcohol. I mean, needless to say, God does not want that in our body as we are housing the temple of the Lord. Yes. So we don't want to be twisting up our insides with alcohol. So since I know there are still some with that weakness, let's uh, get to talking about how... Alcohol messes up our gut. Well, the first thing they talk about is immune system vulnerabilities. Yes. They say alcohol causes our gut to have imbalances and mm, it will exacerbate anything that's going on and uh, twist up our immune system. You know, you always need your immune system intact because that's what helps to fight off infections and all kinds of things, okay? So they're saying since alcohol can compromise healthy bacteria, it's essential to take steps to protect your gut biome when you drink to protect your immune system, all right? So, that says that you're going to have to keep your sober days hmm, to a great deal of the week, all right? Because the absorption of alcohol reduces your level of uh gut health in the immune system area. And we don't want that to happen, right? Right. Okay. So they say make sure you consume foods that are rich in prebiotics, probiotics, and fiber so you can restore a healthy gut. All righty? All righty. Two, irritation from ingredients and mixtures. Mixers, I'm sorry, not mixtures, mixers. Okay, they say it's not always just the alcohol that can irritate your gut. Sometimes other ingredients in the alcohol, wow, can have negative effects. So, You want to um, understand that the grapes, the wheat, the barley, the hops, the yeast, and the other ingredients such as fruits and dairy in cocktails and mixers can also irritate your gut, causing inflammation. Okay? So they say those particular ingredients can contribute to your food intolerances and sensitivities, It can cause symptoms such as irritable bowel syndrome, bloating, low energy, low mood, headaches, and even skin issues such as eczema or psoriasis. Okay? They also say that gassy drinks such as mixers often include artificial sweeteners, And you know that's not good for your gut. All righty? Wow. I mean, I learned so much here. I don't know how you people go off and possibly not know anything. Your arsenal is always full when you leave is due time with Pastor Steph. Because that there, we don't think about all of that stuff. You know, we just think about, The fact that people say alcohol is no good for you, but yet it's so true because all the other stuff that's in the alcohol and as well as when you have your mixed drinks, we don't even think about that. We don't even think that's not even considered. Wow. Wow. All right. This I do know. Three, the risk of diabetes. Yes, they say alcohol is loaded with sugar. Yes, and we know if you are talking about sugar, 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 that your diabetes will either skyrocket or you will walk into the, bi- the bi- oh, that's diabetic issue. All right? Type 2 diabetes are what we're talking about. And uh, they say diabetes is the most common known cause of gastroparesis, which is a condition that affects how you digest your food. And some of the symptoms of gastroparesis include nausea, heartburn, and bloating. Okay. They say to reduce diabetes, the diabetic risk rather, avoid consuming especially alcohol drinks that are high um, in sugar such as cocktails, pre-mixed drinks, alcohol pops, liqueurs, cider, and fortified wines and sherry. Mm, wow. All right, we're talking about our uh, gut issues that alcohol drinking will make happen, okay? Number four, liver damage. Mm. wow. Wow, they say the imbalances in the gut biome are linked to gastritis, which causes the stomach lining to become inflamed, and fatty liver disease, okay? And that leads to fatty tissues affecting optimal digestive function, okay? So they say while only 60% of liver diseases are caused by alcohol, certain studies have shown that most common cause of alcohol-related death in the United States is alcoholic liver disease. Okay? Mm. Wow. So, they say the best way to reduce the effect of alcohol-related liver disease is, guess what? Stop drinking alcohol! <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, that's, we go, We go for the optimal, the highest impact of stopping that. Just stop drinking. All right? Number five, digestive issues and bloating. So they say excessive alcohol consumption can also inhibit the production of digestive enzymes, making it more difficult for your body to break down, digest, and absorb food. Okay. Whew. Mm. They say when planning meals during a heavy drinking season, they say focus on foods that help to optimize your gut mi- microbiomes and fermented foods such as yogurt, kimchi, and sauerkraut contain probiotics that help to nourish and protect the gut. Okay. Mm. Wow. This is some good stuff here. I'm sure glad I never drank. Mental health issues. Now, that's interesting when you're talking about the gut. Mm. Well, let's see how they make the connection here. They say alcohol is a depressant. Surprise, surprise, surprise. All right. They say it contributes to anxiety and a heightened stress level, and its negative effects on mental health are there and a lot greater than people really would like to admit Mm. And they say to calm your digestive system, here we go, and support your gut health and immunity. They say you need to cultivate a relaxation response. And uh, drinking won't get that done. So needless to say that your mental health Affects your gut health. And we've heard that for years. This is always connected to that. Okay? And finally, dehydration. Now, I don't know how many of you um, have heard, but they're they're like alcohol kind of dries you up. That's one of the reasons why they don't encourage a lot of drinking in the heat because in the in the heat we need to stay hydrated, period. But with the effects of drinking alcohol, they say it really dehydrates you. And that's why a lot of people will die um, from dehydration, yeah, When you're a heavy alcohol drinker In the summertime That's when that dehydration Really really kicks in So you have seven Reasons Why you need to just Let go Of the alcohol Because it does affect Your uh, Your gut health And It's not going to benefit you so before we move forward, I ran across a um, an article that talks about a new TikTok viral recipe, and it's called the Grinch Dip recipe. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. As soon as I saw the ingredients I knew that that was not the smartest thing to do and one of the one of the what do you call it the ingredients in this Grinch dip is cake mix, raw cake mix. Did you hear what I just said? Uh, did your ears start ringing? Yes. Okay. So it's one box of vanilla cake mix, two cups of vanilla Greek yogurt, and you drop four or five drops of food coloring, which is green, like a green, and it helps to make it like a greenish color. And uh, you can dip your cookies or your pretzels or whatever you like into the dip. Now, what they've done is they've sprinkled some red little chips up in there. And immediately if you've been paying attention to uh if you've been paying attention to what they have been saying for well over two three years now they say do not eat raw flour do not they said people have died from eating raw flour now here's the thing do you remember years ago when mom used to make the cake and, you know, she used to pour all of the batter inside of the baking pan? And what did you do with the rest? Oh, she may have given somebody the spoon. She may have given someone else the bowl. Or maybe somebody, the two of or three of you shared it and you had your size, and you just kind of licked from the, yeah, man. When I tell you God has watched over us and things are not made the way they used to, you know, used to make them, yeah, they say do not consume raw flour. People have died from it. And please do not eat it. Now, here's the thing. They had all these people who kind of weighed in on whether you should eat this Grinch dip. And some people said, I made it, and it's so good, I'm obsessed. And uh, someone else said, can't wait to try this. Another person said, looks delicious. Now... You had someone else write it in and say, No, nah, we're not supposed to eat raw cake mix. Flour must be cooked. Now, someone else wrote, The cake mix must be baked first. Then you could crumble it into the whipped cream. And I guess that might be kind of interesting. That might not be so bad. Well... They went to the what do you call it to the um, experts and they asked should you eat this grinch dip was it safe and bruh, no it is not safe to eat okay box cake mix is not recommended to eat to be eaten raw It actually says that on the box. Okay. They say with the dry mixture, you are running the risk of getting sick by eating raw flour. Now, that's the thing that I saw in my head because it says it on the box. Anything that has flour in it now, I don't know if you noticed this, but anything that has flour in it, it will indicate Please do not eat raw flour. Please do please do not eat this raw. Please don't eat with uh before cooking. It says that. Even some um cornbread mixes. Yes, even cornmeal, they don't want you to consume that. So, you know, as you like dip it really quickly sometimes to taste it when you're making it and things like that. Yeah. So, come on, be smart. They're concerned about the E. coli or the salmonella bacteria that is possibly in the flower. Now, I don't know if you remember, at one point there was a recall on Pillsbury flower and one on gold medal flower. Yeah, I remember us doing those um, stories and E. coli was found in some flour and the, the symptoms excuse me of E. coli is diarrhea stomach cramps and fever and you had salmonella was in another raw flour so they had to take that off the shelf and the symptoms of salmonella fever headache diarrhea stomach cramps nausea and vomiting. So please, 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 before you start, you know, following all of these trends and things like that, please watch what you're eating. You know, it does not, just because these stupid people, and I say stupid because, you know, they they they, they, they don't follow rules. And I don't know who in this day and time, Who's an adult does not, um, no, you cannot eat raw flour anymore, and that includes cake mix. Yes. You know, so even when you, um, we have to make sweet potato pies with flour because I can't eat the eggs. So flour is also used to bind and you can't keep tasting that Mm-mm. because it has raw flour in it. So please be careful, everybody. Okay? All So that's why I said, you know, you really, you can't follow everything. You can't follow every, every, everything. So what are we talking about today? What is on the news list? <clears throat> well, as though we don't have enough. To be concerned with when we are flying the friendly skies. Oh, there's a, an article, or a few articles that has uh, just dropped into the airwaves, if you will. Oh, they have. Air traffic controllers who have been at work, who were drunk, smoked marijuana, and slept on the job. And I'm not talking about during their breaks. They say over the past two
0: years,
2: air traffic controllers and others have filed hundreds of complaints with the FAA Describing all kinds of um, situations, such as staff shortages, dangerous staff shortages, mental health problems. They say dilapidated, dilapidated. I'm sorry, buildings, and some buildings that have been infested with bugs and black mold. And they say they had at least seven reports of auditors sleeping on duty and five employees working under the influence of alcohol or drugs. Do we need to talk about how dangerous this is? I mean, we really need to Oh, there is so much to pray for. I can't even tell you. They ha- this has also been included with the fact that these people have been working six days at ten-hour days. They have not been able to go home and get the proper rest or sleep, and they say there was five hundred and air traffic control failures Mm, that were listed and categorized as significant. Wow. And that's 65% more than the previous year.
0: Mm.
2: So there was one incident where a controller at a facility ordered a plane to fly too low and he attributed the error to being extremely tired and continuous overtime.
0: Mm. Lord, have
2: mercy. Please help us. Wow. So, you know, just keep we we got to stay in prayer. Stay in prayer. Because you don't have any idea of what's happening here, oh my gosh, all right, we have oh my goodness, we have these people who, <clears throat> excuse me, who were killed mm, from this crazy crazy individual using a steak knife. They say he butchered four of his relatives Including the 11-year-old girl 12-year-old boy And then set the house On fire Then When the officers arrived On the scene He pulled out a knife and stabbed one of the um, officers in the neck and another officer in the head. Mm. And, mm, he then ended up being shot and killed. But look at all the damage that he's done. So altogether, there were, how many people Um, injured or killed from one individual with a steak knife. So they said that there was a 911 call from a young girl, and she said that her cousin was killing her family members. And then she jumped out of a window, thank God, and escaped. And this ended up being 38-year-old Courtney Gordon. Now, they say that they have no idea why he did any of this. He never gave up um, any explanation. (sighs) But in all of that, there was a 44-year-old woman and a man in his 30s who were found dead in the household who were also stabbed here in Queens and um there was another victim 61 years old who was taken to the hospital and uh this is this is terrible this is terrible people are really losing it and when i say losing it i don't necessarily mean you know um your mental health Meaning you know, like uh mentally ill, you know people are just out there, and evil is out there, and we really need to man, and this could always be us that's the scary part, that's the scary part, only by the grace of God, it is not you who you're reading about in a newspaper. Now, we just got finished talking to our girl Viv about the fact that they are, you know, mandating that these cars are made with some anti-speeding device. And everybody is dying for these Teslas, you know. And that's the electric cars that's out here now. Well, out in New Jersey. Um, there's a drunk driver of a Tesla. Are you all ready? One hundred and fifty-six miles per hour. Can I say that again? One hundred and fifty-six miles per hour. He was driving while recording a Snapchat video. And here's what happened. He slammed into the back of a 22-year-old woman's car on the New York State Thruway, causing her car to burst into flames and killed her. Now, did we just get finished talking about the fact that there is no reason on God's green earth that you need to make a car that can go 156 miles per hour? Where are you driving That you would need to go a hundred and, you know what, I'm going to be honest. This is one time, and y'all may not agree with me, and that's okay, but I promise you, this is one time the manufacturers of the Tesla car, they need to be held liable. I know a lot of times we say, oh, just because they make it that way, and I know I've been the one who's – I've been one at times who have said this. Just because they make it, it's the way you use it, and it should not necessarily be the manufacturer's um, fault, but I'm sorry. If you make a car that goes to 156 miles per hour, you know good and well there's going to be an idiot out here or two who drive cuz they want to push it and see if they will if they will make it at 156 miles per hour can i drive that fast what happens if i drive that fast can i tell you there is not one road in this <laughs> in this nation that can handle you driving a hundred and fifty six miles per hour. It's not a race car. Why would you need to make a car that went to the limit of hundred? and I'm sorry, that's where he, what he was driving. That doesn't even attest to what the speed, the maximum speed of a, of a, how do they call it? Um. Oh my gosh, I can't think of the word I want to use. But like a regular call, I can't think of the word I want to use though. It's not a race car. And I honestly believe that they need to be held accountable. Because you did this here, did this here, did this, did killed her. Killed her. So he's 24 years old. And he admitted To recklessly driving I tell you His car Was gone I'm just stuck there I'm sorry I'm sorry So here You 24 years old You gonna have to live with this For the rest of your life And I hope God allows you to live to 156 years. Now, he's being charged with murder, manslaughter, reckless endangerment, driving while intoxicated, and reckless driving, 24 years old. And you hear me say this all the time, that they are just giving their lives away now. It doesn't matter to me whether you're on this side of the fence or the other side of the fence. You're a young people, and you just give your lives away to this reckless living. And here's the kicker. He faces up to 25 years in prison. You must be kidding me. You must be kidding me.
0: You must
2: be kidding me. Listen, let me read these charges again. Murder, manslaughter. Reckless endangerment Driving while intoxicated And reckless driving You got five charges And what you gonna get Five years per charge Nah no, you must be kidding me This is one case Where they need to throw The book at his punk behind mm. Wow This is a bit much for me that, That's a lot to swallow You couldn't say nothing to me If, if it was my family member Mmm So sad. So sad. Well, uh, before we finish, let's talk about this other idiot, the former Memphis police officer, Demetrius Haley. He's one of the 100 being um, charged with the Tyree Nichols death. Remember those? Officers beautiful officers who beat the the man to death, yes, so here's another case where I say you need to go back and and get the people who are responsible for these people being able to do what they do, so back in two thousand fifteen well, he worked. At the Shelby County Division of Corrections, he was a correction officer. He was a correction officer from 2015 to 2020. While he was there, an inmate, a Cordarius Sledge, accused him of using chemical spray, and that constitutes excessive force. Now, when they did the investigation. They didn't find any violations of use of force policies of the department and found the allegations unsubstantiated. They then go to say that he was, um, the other guy, the, the, the inmate, was treated for a fractured right temporal bone and a perforated eardrum, and 34 inmates signed a letter. To the corrections director asking about a response to the reported abuse. They say that later the inmates filed another lawsuit against this same correction officer and two other correctional officers in which he said that Uh, um, That this particular guy This officer And another officer punched him And the federal court Later dismissed the lawsuit Now They said that This correction officer Was found in violation Of department professionalism Ethics and conduct policy Back in 2015 Now they also found that this, correctional, this correction officer gave confidential information to an inmate that he should not have had and that he also never reported that an inmate informed him that he planned to smuggle in contraband. They say in another incident, an inmate accused him of the use of unnecessary force in the midst of a contraband search. And they say that um, the allegation was that he took the inmate to the ground, restrained him, and after the inmate put contraband in his own mouth, there was an excessive use of force, but they found that it was justified despite the inmate's resulting head injury. Now, this same Demetrius Haley is amongst quite a few other Memphis police officers who have been charged in the Tyree Nichols' death. Now, had you paid attention and charged him back then accordingly, maybe Mr. Nichols wouldn't be dead. So I say, you go back, and everybody who dismissed these particular allegations, they need to suffer some consequences. Now, I don't know how any of you feel, but I am so tired of when you go back and you retrace the steps of these people that this is not their first time having done these things. And it's not like these are confessions of the perpetrators. This stuff is on record. This stuff is on record that people accuse them of doing these things and how do you feel now when this one inmate this one inmate one inmate had i mean he made numerous complaints. And now you dismiss them and are now faced with him being a part of a crew who killed a man. How do you answer for that? How do you look at yourself in the mirror? All of this I'm a turn the other way, all of this stuff is now coming to smack us in the face. Oh, let's talk to our girl, Tamika, and see what she's talking about. Good morning, Tamika.
0: Monday, Monday,
2: morning.
3: Good morning. Happy Monday to you. How are you?
2: I am well, thank you, until I get to this news, girl. Oh, my
0: Goodness
2: I mean This is just a bit much So Let's talk About I don't even know If I even want to start there Let's talk about the guy with the one Steak knife, Tamika Who killed All these people And then Stabbed the cop in the neck and the other cop in the head, who would think that you could do so much damage with a steak knife?
3: Well um of course, you know this is this is crazy, you know um and it's not even so much crazy, you know people always want to assume mental illness mental illness, mental illness. um they label everything mental illness and and I believe that the truth about that is. They don't want to admit that there is demon possession. They're still out there, but people, you know, they, they want to use everything in the world, you know, and, and even now there's some type of medical uh, uh, label for everything that you've got a concern about. And my thing is, you know, you killing, you killed people. You stabbed officers. So you, there was no stopping you. As we can see, you know, they literally had to put you down. They'd shoot you in order to stop you, you know, um, of course, we always have a jest, you know, it's kind of hard to jest, but, you know, that would be a great advertisement for a steak night, you know. But um, just my heart still, of course, despite the fact that, you know, a lot of times we jest and stuff, um, lives are taken. And so, of course, you know, with the loss of lives and, you know, the the lady that had to jump out of the window to save her own life,
0: which means yeah, that there
3: was a kid. absolutely no stopping you. Yep.
2: Yep, that was the kid. That was a little girl. Who called 911 Yeah, it was a little girl who actually called 911 To tell them that her cousin was killing her family And then she jumped out the window to save her life So like you said, you know, this is You know, thank God that she's able to You know, she was able to escape Because he ended up stabbing a 12- and a 15-year-old kid Or 13-year-old kid, one or the other and, you know, it, it's this is stuff that, you know, our children are dying at the hands of these crazy people. Oh, my goodness gracious. All righty. We got this uh, other story of the New Jersey guy, 156 miles per hour. If they don't use this, as a gauge, to put some speeding mechanism, anti-speeding mechanism on these cars, um, Tamika, I say they need to hold the manufacturer responsible for this death. What's your vote?
3: I find it funny that we're back here again. Yeah. I mean, we yep. didn't even, a week has not even passed. Nope. And we're back no. on that. And I was the one that verbalized, why do you even have a vehicle?
2: Right. I think
3: last week I said 110 yep. uh, yep. One hundred and ten miles an hour. You right. said 150. Who in their right mind? Here we go. And and that there goes the answer. Who in their right mind? Nobody's sane, you know, um, and and cognizant of what life. Life doesn't matter to people anymore. It's, oh, I'm, I'm just in, you know, living and having a good time. And, you know, to the fact that you were driving so fast, that this lady's mm. car exploded
0: mm. on your impact,
3: you're not caring about anybody else's life. Right? You know, and, and no. even when we look at, you know, I'm a new driver. When I get out here on this road, I pray. I pray before I drive. I pray mm. while I drive. I need to pray before I get out the, mm-hmm. the car because there's no telling what other people are going to do. I see yep. people swerve in front of me. You're so impatient. You don't see what's in front of me. You can't see what yep. I am. And by the time you swerve in front of me, then it's like, oh, it's too late. You know how many almost accidents mm-hmm. I have been in, in ju- and I just started driving this year.
0: You know, so mm-hmm.
3: my thing is if you're not caring about your life. You don't care about the other people's lives. And so reckless behavior, like driving behind somebody at 156 degrees, I mean, uh, miles per hour, and her vehicle combust. oh, my yeah. goodness, I can't even, wow, yeah. I honestly think that even if you're not going to stop the speeding to that degree, don't make vehicles that can drive that fast. And I've been in a Tesla, and honestly, I have to be honest, I was cringing <laughs> the whole entire time because...
0: It doesn't
3: wow. elude the person from having reckless behavior. If you're not cognizant, oh, you're letting a car drive, and I'm just like, okay, well, what if the car, what if this, what if this, because realize that it still needs that human element. It still needs it. You know, okay, fine, you got this, but computers are computers. They don't recognize this. other things that change the dynamics of you driving.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Whether anybody in this world votes, I vote. If he was driving at 156, what was the maximum? Why would you need to make, when you said it last week, I agree. And that was at 110. If you're not making a race car, you know people, you know people are going to do this. If they have the ability to do it, you know they're going to do it. And to me, it's almost like a tempter. It's It tempts people. You see it going 150, it could go 160, let's say that. Oh, I wonder if I could do that. He was making a video. You know these people. Prior to you, this guy, you have seen what people do. A Tesla was not made 10 years ago. In the last 10 years, how many speeding accidents have there been? So my thing is, why would I now jump on the bandwagon and make a car that could go this fast? My question is, what road are you yes. anticipating that they're driving on? Well, what road are they driving on, Tamika, that you can even get away with it? You are eventually going to run into another vehicle, and I don't mean head-on. I mean just you're going to meet another in the, uh, another car that you're going to have to swerve around or something, and that gives you an opportunity to lose control. I'm sorry. I don't care what anyone says; they need to be held accountable. And you know what? I don't don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. This was a 22 year old girl. I don't be surprised. Don't be surprised when her family says. Hey, we're holding them accountable. Because can I tell you something? I'd be standing right there filling out some papers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who are we suing? We're suing the driver and, in addition and we're suing to the You think about it. Uh-huh.
3: In addition to that, you're, you're doing a Snapchat video. So where's your hands on 10 and 2?
0: Right. There is no right. 10 and
3: 2, 9 and 3, whatever, whatever number you right. want to put it on. All yes. your hands are not on the wheel because you're you're, yes. you're doing a video. That yes. you got the phone in your hand, one hand on the, on the steering wheel. How are you
2: controlling anything yep. at that speed? Yep. And that's what I'm saying. This is not the first time. This is not the first time to me. When you make a, a car, you need to look at all the things that have been said about what people do in the cars. And then you need to make your car different. You go and make your car able to go to the speed of 160 and I keep saying 160 cuz 156 ain't the max. So I'm sorry. They, they they everybody needs to be held accountable for that one. Now, talk about being held accountable. We're talking about this ex Memphis police officer who's the a part of the pack that's being charged with Tyree Nichols' death. Look at all of the I mean the list of accusations and charges that have been made in one 5-year span and y'all let him be a police officer so you mean to tell me that when he was a correction officer in 15 through two, from 15 to 20 when y'all went to hire him as a police officer nobody ever checked his history nobody ever checked and found out what any whether there were any complaints and all kinds of y'all was knocking on neighbors' doors to to speak about him being a police officer, because that's what they do here in New York, and you, you, you didn't come across none of this? And you read all of this stuff, and you said, you know what, this would make a model police officer. Everybody who gave him a green light after every accusation, in my opinion, needs to be held accountable. I don't know what you got to say.
3: I agree wholeheartedly with you. Um, the the issue is and I and you know, I've I've never been in the penal system but I've been doing a lot of reading ironically along those lines. And the sad part about it is once you are labeled an inmate, unfortunately they remove the person from you. You know, like it's almost as if you, you're not even a person. You don't have rights, right.
0: you don't have privileges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and so when Somebody, an inmate, comes to you and says, Hey, he hit me in the air and I can't hear out of this. yeah right, go sit down. You know, and that's mm-hmm. the sad part about it. Nobody's looking at the fact. And then, especially if there are repetitive trips. Oh, nine times out of ten, you're trying to get back at the officer because they didn't let you do this and they didn't let you do that. Not looking at all of the different dynamics that have played a role in this person's view. You know, I mean, you know, my head is busted. It's not something that. You know, I didn't. I didn't hit my head on, I, I live in four corners. I didn't hit my head mm-hmm. on the bed. I didn't knock my, head, my own head up against the wall, you know. And so that's the sad part about that is they're not mm-hmm. looking at it. When an inmate comes to you, they don't look at the seriousness of what's hey, I got stitches. That's not something that normally happens, but there's all kinds of things. And then there's also treachery from the inmates. You know, inmates, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that all inmates lie, but no, there are but times when, right. when right. an inmate will lie. There are times when an Absolutely. inmate will lie, which will make yep. the situation complicated. Do I look into this? Don't I look into it? And so right. I do hear what you're saying. However, it's hard to, to to tell what's what. Now, when you're talking about talking about neighbors and relatives, those things are crucial because you know your cousin, Reezy, is off the chain. And so how Riri wants to become an officer, you know, somebody's got to be the, the, the one to tell the truth. You know, um, in the in the workplace, really hard. Should they do it? Of course. But then my thing is how often and, and, and what do you do when when you do have a case
2: like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we know, I mean, wholeheartedly, we know that inmates have been known to, you know, lie and, Um, cheat and, you know, make accusations that um, are not true, um, that they have exacerbated um, situations and made them worse, and the whole nine yards. We know that, you know, they don't all make credible, um, you know, uh, um, storytellers. You know, we know that everything, you know, can be compromised when it comes from a certain um, you know, in me. But when you got this repetitive, this repetition over and over and over and over again, what do you do? What do you do with that? So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you're going to handle this stuff going forward, but definitely, definitely this stuff needs to be taken into consideration and, mm They need to be reconsidered for these particular jobs as some cop. No, I'm sorry. Get rid of them. If you had a certain amount of um, accusations, you shouldn't even have. um, They shouldn't even pay attention to your um, police officer um, application. Let's see what Pastor K.L. has to say. Good morning, Pastor K.L.
1: Good morning, Pastor. How are you?
2: I'm all right, thanks. I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm well. Thank you. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm okay
2: <laughs> All right, so we're talking about this this uh guy, one of these uh police officers ex Memphis police officers who uh they've been charged with the death of Tyree Nichols and that's the man who was literally beaten to death in the street for no reason. Thank God for the camera that was in the streetlight that caught everything. And now when they do research on one of the guys, they found that from 2015 to 2020, he has a myriad of accusations and um, charges against him. And my, my thing is how ironic all of these things were dismissed. He had several, and not one of those things were taken to task, or he wasn't taken to task for one of those um, particular charges. And here you now, in 2000, what, 22 or 21, one of the two, now you are charged with being in concert with other officers in the death of an innocent man. Now... I said you need to definitely charge whoever dismissed those previous charges of all of the inmates that he was charged with um, uh, menacing. I don't know. What's your
1: vote? I'm definitely in agreement with that. I think that we should dig up everything that has been buried and swept under the rug and reinvestigate you know, and everybody that's involved should go down. It sounds to me that, you know, he has someone in his pocket or, you know, he's connected to some higher authority who's taking care of him, you know, so everybody should go down at this point.
2: Mm-hmm. And my second vote is when you, okay, so when here in New York, when you're applying to be a police officer, They actually consult your family members. They talk to your neighbors. They do a quote-unquote thorough investigation. So let's say for argument's sake something like that happens out in Memphis. How in the world did you possibly become a police officer when for a five-year span of time you had all these accusations? To me, once you pull up someone's um, history, you need, That needs to be thrown in the garbage. You will not become a police officer anywhere just because you've got this list of how many times, Pastor KL, is somebody going to keep on targeting you? So Tamika brought up a very good point where, you know, we know that some people just have you on the hit list. You know, somebody, you, you, you didn't mess with an inmate. Now they're going to keep talking about you doing this and doing that. But how many people are going to be doing it? And they had 30-some-odd people sign, sign a petition that said they needed to look into one of the accusations. And then after that, there were several other charges that was um, against him. How do you even become a police officer at that point? To me, they need to trash the application. I
1: don't know what you think. Exactly. When, when you become the common denominator for all these mm. equations, you know, mm. you you can't, you can't look at the other numbers. You know, you mm-hmm. are in every one of the stories. You are in every one of the equations, every one of the problems. Then it's not everybody against you. You know, some of these folks don't even know each other.
0: You know, mm-hmm. you know but, but yet you mm-hmm. find
1: yourself in the same preparation, Situation. So at some point we got to say no. It, it's not these folks just out for revenge. It's not these folks that's just mad. It, it's him. You know they say mm-hmm. they, yeah they, they're mad. They're mad because of of his um of his doing. You know or not mm-hmm. doing if you will. You know so you have to look at it from that aspect.
2: <laughs> and I, I agree. And I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna even jump from the other side. If you are that hated where people just going to be blaming you for stuff out of nowhere. We surely don't need to let you go uh, be a cop. Because how many people going to be, they, since you draw that kind of attention, we don't need to put you out in the street. Because you're going to still draw that kind of attention. Poor you. You're the only one that you never do anything, but everybody keeps accusing you. Pastor K.L., I'm not putting you out there. Uh, th- that's just a Stephanie thing. I am putting you out there. I'm not, sorry.
1: Not only that, type of stuff, but look at it this way. Not n- not only am I not going to put you out there for putting you in harm's way, now right. I have to connect you with a partner and he or she has done nothing, but now mm, she's in the live Wow. Nice. Nice.
2: Nice. Nice. Right? Because we're not putting you on patrol by yourself. Right. Good point, good point, good point. I don't know, I don't know. You know, it just seems as though all of these areas are just deteriorating, and we have no protection, and our people have no protection. And you know what? Until someone starts holding these people accountable, nothing is going to get better. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, interestingly enough... Our uh, lady Tamika had to uh, take care of something, so I don't know if she's returning. But today's topic, they they uh, they spoke to some men, and these men spoke about the things that they hate about what women wear. They specifically mention these are the things they hate to see women wear. So I wanted to know what your thought about these things. So ironically, it's you and I. So let's let's pick your brain. Let's pick your brain. So they say that uh the first thing is Men say, "Please wear some shoes that you can walk in." <laughs> What's your thought on that one?
1: You know what? There's nothing more embarrassing to watch—a woman who still wants to wear heels, and they want six inch, eight inch leathers, and their ankles are busting down the road. You see them <laughs> wobbling; they're not drunk. You know, what I mean? they're not liberated. They're not high. They just can't walk in these shoes, but they want to be so sexy and they're looking crazy. They have, they have to hold the rail. I mean tight when they go down the steps, you know, because it's an accident ready to happen. I, I think that is just so embarrassing to watch, let alone be with. So I got a
2: question. I got a question. How does a woman who has had, because I have a girlfriend, at least one girlfriend, you have a woman who um, has a man who insists that she wear these shoes, right? And he's going to make this a staple for her. I need you walking. I mean, we used to walk to the train. We had a, a, a way to walk. To and from the train station in order to get to the job And she had to have her hair flowing She had to have three, four inch heels That she was walking in um, On the street And she wasn't wobbling or anything But I don't have to tell you on a concrete street You know, that this must have been extremely uncomfortable What do you say for men who insist that their women dress like this, particularly in these heels that we're talking about?
1: All right. So so if I can be candid and transparent. Yes,
2: we're talking. We're talking. Just me and you.
1: Men men who want you to wear heels all the time just so they can look at your booty. When, 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 When you wear heels, you know, it 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 makes you look like you have a bigger booty. You know what I mean. So they are attracted to to the way you walk. They are attracted to to, to the lift, if you will. Flats don't do that. Flat make your booty flat. You know what I'm saying. So when someone is, is constantly saying, "I need to wear heels," I need because we are attracted to what that looks like from behind. Mm.
2: Wow! 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 Okay. Well, thank you for helping us understand that uh, it's the booty. All right. One of the other things that's on this list, men have said, Uggs are ugly. Please stop wearing those Uggs. And they say, especially when it's warm out. (laughs) What say you about the Uggs?
1: yeah they they they're definitely ugly they i mean they they're definitely ugly uh clogs, all those kind of stuff they they're ugly you know my sister who I love to death, had me buy her here a hundred and twenty five dollars clogs, and they were the ugliest figures in the world, but she wanted it, so I bought it but those things are not attractive first of all to me they they're a little too manly, you know what i mean so so you you've already have me questioning. What side of the fence you're on, you know? So oh. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go and try to holler at you because I I don't know, you know, whether you top or bottom. So no, I'm I'm good, I'm good.
2: <laughs> All right. So I got a question. I got a question because there's two different shoes. You have clogs and you have Crocs. Which one are you talking about?
1: Both of them. Mm-hmm. they ugly. Both of them. are uh,
2: Okay. Okay.
1: And, and let me tell you something. Crops is, is is a staple thing to Alabama. Really? You ain't nobody unless you have a pair of crops. <laughs>
2: wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Well, Lady Tamika has just joined us, so let's see what she's got to say. Um, I gotta t- I gotta tell her what I want you to repeat. What you said about the uh, about the high heel shoes? So, Lady Tamika, welcome back. We're talking the the topic today. They they uh, they spoke. They took a survey from men, and they men talked about the things that they hate to see women wear. Now, the first thing that was on this list was when they wore heels. They wore shoes they couldn't walk in. So I so. Pastor K. L. agreed and I said to him, I said, please help me understand what happens with a man who asks a woman to always wear high heel shoes. So Pastor K. L repeat to Tamika what you said.
1: Well, what I basically said is that men who want you to wear high heeled shoes all the time is just interested in, in your booty. They, they they understand that their heels will elevate or or make your booty look bigger than what it really is. They don't want to see you in flat because you look flat. So we, we, we like the posture and we we like the scenery. So we, we allow you and we act that. And, and then you know what? We, we do it so nicely too. Baby, wear them heels. You know, you know you you look good in them heels, girl. And then we go out and buy heels. You know, we, 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 we're going to do what, what, what we need to do. We're going to take you heel shopping. The higher, the better. Now, as long as you don't break your ankles, your booty gonna be popping, baby.
2: Wow. Wow. <laughs> what do you got to say about that, Tamika? I'm throwing all my
3: heels away. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, my anybody God.
3: Anybody that knows me, anybody that knows me, that knows me, knows me knows I only have two two levels, high and extra high. Um, and that is because of my feet. It's not so much because of how other people feel. Although it that is an additive, but it's not the it's not the major it's a health issue. My feet will hurt because I'm used to I started wearing heels in high school. And so my mm. arches have dropped. And so the the platform shoes or anything that Higher makes my feet feel comfortable, and ultimately my back feel com- comfortable. Um, I have had instances where I've been um, uh, encountered by a, a man who will say something, either like like he says, nicer a nicer version, or just downright disrespectful. It all depends on the individual. You know, I remember being in an elevator with. Uh, a gentleman, and he, when I got in the elevator, he stood to the corner of the elevator like somebody was pressing him against the wall. So I I was like, are you okay? You know, because I was like, I thought he was having a health issue. He was like, no. The heels you got on right now is making me, I'm having problems. And I'm like, I was like, what? He's like, I'm having problems controlling myself. So I'm going to just stand here in the corner. Wow. Got off at the next stop even though it wasn't my style, because he made me uncomfortable, you know. And, and I'm thinking he's looking at the heels, but in actuality, you know, obviously there was something additive, because, you know, if you're happy, if you've if you got a little extra coverage on the, you know, even if you're standing in front of a person, they can see the back from the brush. And obviously he wasn't so much looking at the heels. Wow,
2: wow, wow. All right. Mm-mm-mm. All righty. Okay, the next man says, please make sure you wear shoes that actually fit. When a girl's toes come out over her heels, it's disgusting. Even if she's a dime, if I see those toes spilling out, it's all over. (laughs)
0: Ha,
2: ha. Pastor KL. Listen, that
1: that – when when your toenails and your toes are scraping the floor in your sand, you know that's that, that's unattractive. Not, not not listen. Not only that, but but when you stuff now now we, we I just gotta be honest. When you stuff your feet in shoes and then get a blanket, you know there, there's a problem right there. You know, but when when you see all the meat coming out of the shoe, you know, that is not sexy at all. You know, I don't care how much Vaseline you put on, you know, but it, it, it looks like a T-lord on your foot. You know, that's not
0: sexy.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Tamika, we're talking about those women who feet and toes come through the top of the shoe or when it looked like the, the 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 foot is spilling out from the top, like it's some muffin in the in the muffin pan.
3: <laughs> All right. I, I I have to be honest. I'm a critical heel watcher because I've seen tragedies. <laughs>
0: you
3: know, why are the tips of your toes black? Because they're scraping the sidewalk in the street when you walk. That's one thing. Or you look like you're wearing slides. And I'm like, those shoes are not supposed to – those are not bedroom shoes where you slide your feet in. And No, you're too big for the shoes. Or wow. I've also seen the shoe is too big. And, like, I could stick all of my fingers in the back right behind your heel inside the oh, shoe. Oh, my like, goodness. Like, you really need a shoe horn inside. I'm sorry. I am a critical shoe. Please they they have when you go into the store they'll have people that can help you with your shoe. If you can't figure out for yourself and I'm not being, you know, abusive with that, but you it's very important. Not only that shoe help, you know, it is important. You know, I, I mentioned to you my shoe, my my is dropped. You have to be consistent. In the long haul, that's gonna be a health issue. In addition to the fact that people are looking at you like, you don't see
0: those shoes yeah. or they're just, you know, shoe yeah shoes, your shoes should not
3: look like a shirt with a button that's too tight, and that button is holding on you know for dear life. I'm so please, mad. please, <laughs> get your shoes measured right. It's so yeah, important like <laughs> for all
1: for your house and for anyone look.
3: who's looking. Please, please, pretty please, please, get the
0: right
1: shoes. <laughs> oh my don't god. Forget about the health. Listen, I ain't for <laughs> shoes, I ain't for, for favorite shoes. You know, I listen. I've seen I, as the old folks say, I've seen some foots. <laughs> you, you, you ever had? You ever had a, a a a croissant or or or, or, or one of the rolls <laughs> that's in the can and it's bust out because it's too deep? And all you see is dope. That's all you see is dope. And these folks want to come into the store, and then they want you to put the shoe on their foot. Now you know the foot ain't sitting in the shoe. But they got to have there is no shoehorn in the world. You get shoehorn. You know, back in the days we got the spoon. We got all type of stuff. You know, but you all need a crane to put this foot in this shoe. I don't know why they do this. <laughs> you know, it, it ain't fair. It ain't fair to the workers. How about that?
2: Oh my goodness gracious! I don't understand that either. I, I don't understand how you got your foot in a shoe, and your to- that just looks ugly when your toes are spilling all out the top of the, out the top of the shoe, or when your foot is puffed up on the top of the on top of the shoe. Now, I don't understand. You know, how comfortable? See, that's always my question. Is that comfortable? Because it surely doesn't look comfortable. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That That there, that's always my question. All right. Here's something interesting. They said, I can't stand those thin headbands that girls always wear to music festivals. They always end up getting pushed. Getting pushed up and making their hair look like jellyfish or something. Please stop wearing hair accessories that make you look like a sea creature. All right, Pastor KL, what are we talking about here?
1: Well, I mean, unfortunately, I don't. I don't know what what that is. I don't know what that headband is. But 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 this is what I will say. I'm tired of women who don't have no hair. Get that tiny rubber band and try to make that ponytail. Now, the ponytail is shorter than our alfalfa. You know, I, I don't understand how you do that. Just cut the thing off. You don't even have enough to make a tail, not a long pony. I, 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 that, that, that annoys me. <laughs> well, let
2: me help you with something. Back in the day, they used to call it a pigtail. It was either a pigtail, was the really short one, or a ponytail, which was the long one. So, (laughs) oh, my goodness. Tamika, they're talking about your hair, your hair accessories. Pastor Kale said, start with the rubber band or the scrunchie where you only got a little piece on the end. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh, okay. Pastor KL. Next thing. (laughs) They say tube tops they can't stand tube tops on small chested women. They don't think you can oh they said you can get away with tube tops, but large chested women spend the entire night lifting up the tube top. Please make sure your top stays on your body. What you got for that one?
1: Well, if you ain't got no tube, why you put a top on it? I,
0: you know, I just well,
1: don't understand stupid. that. I mean, you, you ain't got, just put on a T-shirt, you know, an old dog, put something on. You know, but but now some of these big chested women, that tube expands. It, it, it's just too big for you. You know, and, and I see some big chested women gotta pull up and pull up and pull up because you know them them, them, them chests. You know, as you get older, gravity hits. So when it comes down, the tube is coming down too. So yeah, that that ain't always a good look either.
2: Yeah, well that that's exactly what the what this you know the men are talking about in this particular instance. They're saying that the tube tops are really made for small-breasted women. But when you're more heavy-breasted, then you know what? You're going to have to wear something else. All right. Next thing. I hate those high-waisted shorts that suck you in and make you look like you have no figure. I want to see your curves. They remind me too much of mom jeans. Show off your curves. What you got for that one?
1: They're almost like a granny panty. You know, like like you always on your period. You know, it, it's just it just looks horrible. It really, 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 really there's no attraction to it at all. I, I mean, they're correct. It doesn't show up any kind of figure. You don't even know if they have a figure. You know, so yeah, it, it's really on the track.
2: Wow. All righty. They say, obviously, a girl needs to dress up for a date to spark some allure. But it's frustrating to go out with someone who draws the attention of everyone in the ball or in a skimpy outfit. I'm not saying she should cover her waist and ankles, but a sheer skirt significantly increases the chances that I'll come back from the bathroom to find a gin-soaked creep in a face running his weak game. Less isn't always more. What you got?
1: And that is true, Jeff you got to gotta be conservative. I mean, you can't always go out with, you know, Yo, I got, I still got good knees out. You know, but you, you, can't, you can't do that. You know, and then especially if you with with a gentleman, a significant other, you know, you have to be respectful as well. You know, but again, if you don't respect yourself, you're definitely not going to respect me. You know, a lot of folks just like attention. You understand what I'm saying? So since they just like attention, they 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 they're trying to be cute for everybody. You know, so... That's a, that's a, that's a sign that you know this ain't for you.
2: Okay, okay, oh, I don't think I want to talk to you about that one. Okay, uh, if you've
0: got a flat booty,
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't. I have to. I have to monitor what I say to you. If you've got a flat booty, don't wear those sweatpants that say juicy. What do you say about that one?
1: Hello. Okay, I'm there. I'm you there. If you got a flat, oh okay,
2: booty,
1: yeah, yeah. If you got a flat booty, you you can't even see juicy. You don't <laughs> you, know you you, you, all, you, all, you all even see the word, and ain't nothing juicy about a flat booty. So that's just not. I mean, that, that that's 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 not an outfit for you.
2: Wow. <laughs> all righty, Pastor KL. Boy
1: oh boy here's oh boy. Something that said, here's something I say. I say. I'm still in training.
2: You know what um I, thank you, Pastor k l No, this has been real interesting. I hadn't looked through the list, um, I only saw like the first one, so I was really interested in what the men had to say, so thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have wow. a blessed day. thank you
1: you well you well
2: thank you righty well, well, well. It's the top of the hour. You know, that's what I always say on a Monday morning. And it's about that time for the switch with Shantis. Let's say good morning. Good morning, Shantis.
3: Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you?
2: Good. I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. What you got for us today?
3: Hey, today I have the switch with Shanti where we make the switch from the streets to our godly seat and we are up to switch tip 171 which is do not become spiritually blind I actually was reading on this last night for some things that the holy spirit had to open my eyes to on a much deeper and heavier level but to be spiritually blind very scary because it's a condition of a person who cannot understand and believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ, his deity, his sacrifice, his saving, his message, etc, and et cetera, pretty much any and everything that has to do with jesus and as I was reading that, I visualized watching a an interview i don't remember which show it was, but for those who know who Vanity was, Vanity was one of the, well, I think she was the lead singer of Vanity Six, one of the girl groups that Prince put together back in the 80s. She starred in The Last Dragon. For the movie buffs, you know The Last Dragon. She was a singer who kept trying to be kidnapped so that she could help the other lady become famous. And I remember when she turned her life over to Jesus, and because of her heavy, 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 Um, drug abuse lifestyle that she was living she actually became physically blind in one eye and deaf in one of her ears I think she became deaf because of abusive relationship. her life is just crazy and I remember her um, watching her on one of the shows And she was just going in, talking about how she was happy that she changed her life. And even though now physically she can only see out of one eye, she said, I can see so much clearer now through this one eye than I could see when I had both eyes that was physically functioning. And, you know, I watched that uh, maybe before I got baptized. But if I was baptized by that time, it was the very, very beginning of my walk. So it didn't hit me the way it hit me now and it's like wow to think that you know we are blessed to have two eyes that we see from even if we have to wear glasses we have two eyes that we can see the world through and now here this lady is disabled and she only has one eye that she can physically see through but she can see so much clearer than some of us who are able to see through two eyes and it just says so much and I was reading it and it said to be spiritually blind is far worse than being physically blind because those of us who are living a Christ like lifestyle, we understand the importance of being able to see things through the perception of Jesus and through God. Second Corinthians four six in the message version reads, It started when God said, Light up the darkness. And our lives filled up with light as we saw and understood God in the face of Christ, all bright and beautiful. And this is really important because we have to understand that in order to go from darkness to light, God has to intervene. He has to be the one to say, This is what I'm going to do for you. We do not have the ability to turn our darkness into light and I chose to read it from this version because when it says it started when God said light up the darkness and our lives filled up with light that is serious it, it goes for those of us who think more highly of ourselves than we all to ought to we all start out being dark we all start out being full of sin being silky rags being wicked I don't care how good of a person you believe that you are we're all full of darkness until God calls, calls us and blesses us with this advantage to be able to now be filled with the light of Jesus. Matthew six twenty two through 23 in the Amplified Version reads, the eye is the light of the body. So if your eye is clear, spiritually perceptive, your whole body will be full of light, benefiting from God's precepts. But if your eye is bad." spiritually blind, your whole body will be full of darkness, devoid of God's precepts. So if the very light inside you, your inner self, your heart, your conscience is darkness. How great and terrible is that darkness? So real quick, we're going to break some of these definitions down. Perceptive, good at understanding things or figuring things out, insightful, intelligent, able to see what others cannot. So going back to the verses. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear, spiritually able to have insight, spiritually able to see what others cannot, spiritually able to have good understanding and the ability to figure things out, then your whole body is full of light, benefiting from God's precepts. Precepts are the general rules intended to guide our behavior and our thoughts. But if your eye is spiritually blind, your whole body will be full of darkness, devoid of God's precepts, and devoid means to entirely lack or be free from. So how do we become spiritually blind? There's two main ways, when you follow the desires of your flesh and when you follow the enemy. And it's real important that we have it in that order, as they say in the streets, because we have to really make sure that we understand that before we can contend with the enemy, we have to deal with us. The enemy only plays on what we show him. So if we show him that we're willing to compromise, if we show him that we're willing to play in his field, when we show him that we're willing to dibble and dabble with him and then we may try to go back to God, but then Thursday at 6 o'clock, if I want to dibble dabble with him, I'm going to do it, then that's what he's going to play on. So we mess around, and this is really scary for those of us who have already been enlightened by Christ, who God has already called our names and has started us on the path to have it. And then we choose to be spiritually blind because just like it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 6, we do not get the light unless God gives it to us. So now what we say to God when we choose to be spiritually blind is, here take this light back. No, thank you. I'm good. I'd rather stay in the darkness and walk around and feel my way around and try to figure this out. And when we do that, it is guaranteed that we will walk into a hole and there is no telling how long it's going to take us to get out of that hole or if we'll ever get out of that hole. So we have to make the choice, make the conscious decision of making the switch, I'm sorry, from being spiritually blind and making sure we are stepping towards God more and more, so that we can have that light put in us and stayed in us. Making sure we stay focused on God, not on what we want to do, not on what we want to say, to make sure that we do not become spiritually blind. Thank you, Pastor Steph.
2: Thank you, Sean. Tease one more time the title of your switch tip today.
3: Do not become spiritually blind.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, uh, we pray you have mm-hmm. a blessed day.
3: Thank you, you too.
2: Thank you. All righty. Mm, good switch tip. Good switch tip. Let's go before the Lord. Heavenly Father, we come before you, God, and as always, we're so grateful to you because we didn't even have to see today, but because of your Mercy and grace, not only do we see today, but, God, we're in our right frame of mind. Thank you so much to Heavenly Father for watching over us, even in our sleep. We know that everyone did not wake up today, but we are so grateful because there's so much that you have given us, and you hold nothing back from us, God. Every good and perfect gift belongs and comes from you. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you for bringing us safely through the weekend to Heavenly Father. And as we have covered so many different uh, topics, even in the news this morning, God, we are just grateful because we're not a part of this news. We're not the perpetrator and we're not the victim, dear Heavenly Father. And so many of these um, news stories hit close to home, dear God, where, you know, there's a man that killed the whole family. And how many of us have people who are sick in our family who have lost it? in our family, but we're still here, dear God. You've you've held back anything from harming us, dear God. You've watched over us even in our most vulnerable moments. You've been the staying hand that has kept us safe. And, Lord, we're so grateful. As we are on this road on a regular basis, That you have kept us safe, even when we're driving safely. Because of other reckless people, hmm, they have taken so many lives, God. So we're so happy, and we're so, so thankful that you just continue to watch over us, God. We thank you during the times we may have been speeding But you kept everything in control, God. And we just pray that you continue to watch over us, God. Watch over us. Watch over our loved ones, dear Heavenly Father. And continue to invest in us, dear Heavenly Father. And sometimes your investment means an ouch. But dear Heavenly Father, we'll take it. We will take it, Father. Just because you said you chastised those that you call your family. You chastised those that you love. And I thank you for the love today, God. Because as Shanti said, you could have easily left us in the dark. Oh, but you have loved us so much to bring us into your marvelous light. We give you the glory and the honor, so rightly do your name. Precious name of Jesus, God, we pray. Amen. Hmm. So grateful today because when you, you know, when you look at this news, you know, I I remember we did the the, uh, story not that long ago where there was um, a little boy where the next door neighbor broke into the home and beat him with a bat, six years old, and a couple of weeks ago. Um, they uh, gave an update, and he passed away. The little boy passed away. And, you know, I, I look at a lot of this news, and I'm like, you know, we could easily, we can easily be the people in this these news stories. Or like I said, how many people have, you know, driven well above the speed limit and God has gotten you to your destination safely? Or he was also driving uh, intoxicated. How many times have people been behind the wheel and they tell the story? Not only, you know, did God keep everybody else around them safe, but he kept them safe. You know, because most times it seems like the the person who's doing a reckless driving is always the one that lives. And look at this is a, what what happened in this particular case. He's doing a Snapchat video. He's drinking.
0: He's
2: um driving 156 miles an hour and she loses her life, 22 years old. How many times have we been driving and somebody
0: speeds
2: past us just at some crazy rate or they swerved or something and and we are still here to tell the story. It's so much to be grateful to God about. We just cannot take this life for granted. We can't keep talking about we're going to do it and we're going to do it and we're going to do it because we don't know when our last day is. We have no clue as to when that time is going to come. So we have to live every day giving God everything we have so that at the end we can be caught up in that first resurrection. That's what I'm going for. I want to rule with Jesus. I want not be standing having to give account to, to God. No thank you. It, it's it's uh it's an area an a, a thought that I I don't even want to have. And I think about how many people who God has, has you know taken out of darkness and brought into his marvelous light and they still dabble in the enemy's camp. They still dabble in unbelief. They still dabble in disobedience. And let me help you understand something. You know, we love to use unbeliever and believer, and the unbeliever is the one who just doesn't believe God. But you don't even realize how much of an unbeliever you are when you claim Christ, but yet you don't believe what's in his word. It's sitting right there but because it's not comfortable for you, because it's not what everyone does, because you've always done it this way, because I can't see myself doing it another way, because I was raised like this, because all everybody I know, you know, before me, my mother did it, my mother's mothers did it, my mother's mothers' mothers' mothers did it. You know, you just keep perpetuating something that is not what God has right in front of our face. And, you know, I can't speak for my grandmother. I can't speak for her. But I can speak for what God has given Stephanie. And as much as I would love to follow what they did, I have to follow what the Lord says. And I'm finding that more and more of, quote, unquote, god's people is having that problem they want to do it their way and god's way and i have to tell you that is so unwise why would you want to put yourself through that if god has brought you out of darkness and into his marvelous light how many people are still walking around in darkness? they do not understand literally i mean i mean really they don't understand you get it but you reject it and so not smart so 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 not smart and it just really puzzles me and i'm like god has has favored you that this is not something that you can't get I don't know about you, but when I I read something and I I understand it, I feel like I'm on top of the world. I feel good because every level of 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 knowledge and wisdom is like amazing, and I love it. And I'm not a dumb person. I didn't have to, you know, go through the whole bunch. You know, some people really had to struggle. I didn't have that, but I've just always enjoyed learning and growing. And I can't imagine how we claim to belong to Jesus and yet we walk around like we have no knowledge. Our disobedient, nasty flesh and spirit, like have said, we can't get by. We can't get past. I've literally seen people read the Word of God and question it because it's not comfortable. Because everybody, how could it be that, I'm looking at this and this is so right, but everybody else is doing it so wrong. Well, if you read, you'll see that the Bible tells us that broad is the road that many will travel that will lead to destruction, but narrow the road that only few will find. That will lead to eternity. So I'm going to question. When God gives me something. When God gives me a leg up. In the understanding. Area. I'm going to question God. I'm going to wonder how it is. That I got it right. And everybody got it wrong. And this is what it clearly says. Now I'm not talking about some silly things. And everybody else is doing it one way and you out on your own, you know, level doing it your way. I'm talking about wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And I'm talking about blatant disobedience and disregard because it's not the popular thing to do. I don't need to be popular. Because I'm already told in the Word of God that I am of a peculiar people, and I'm actually okay with that. And you need to be okay with that as well. Be peculiar in the Lord, and don't allow you to question what the Lord has put right in front of us to the degree that it causes you to be disobedient. Come on, be smart. Make it happen. Live truly on the Lord's side. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit as you go through your day. Be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, Prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Until, no, before I get there, please do not let this moment go by and you don't give Jesus your life. Please do not let this time go by and you do not strengthen your relationship with the Lord because later is not promised to anyone until tomorrow God spares where we are in our my two cents season we will be reviewing kingdom business two season two episodes five and six until then God spares I love you